So good morning. Welcome back to Charged Up Studio. This is Dana Olivo, your host, and I am joined by a very special guest today. But before I introduce her, let's talk about what today's podcast will focus on. As small micro business owners, we often mistakenly put all of our sales and business development efforts focusing on the wrong target market. And as a result, we waste a lot of hard-earned dollars as well as valuable time and resources. Today, we're gonna be focusing on building a buyer persona that is targeted to who your ideal client or target customer should be and how you reach out to them. Our guest today is the founder of Dragon Digital Marketing, a digital marketing agency for small businesses based in St. Petersburg, Florida. I was just over there the other week. Um, She is passionate about educating and inspiring small business owners to build an online presence and grow their business with the power of great digital marketing. She is an execution-driven consultant that not only talks the talk, but walks the walk. So please welcome Monique by the Moodya to our show. Did I say that right? Yes, you said it, you said it perfectly. <laughs> oh, good. You, you spelled it out for me so I could see it. So. Right. <laughs> so before we jump into our topic, let's, let's get to know you a little better. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. So my name is Monique Idemudia. I'm the founder of Dragon Digital Marketing. That's a digital marketing agency based in St. Pete, Florida. And we focus on inbound marketing and helping small business owners to build an online presence and create amazing content that they can share and distribute across various channels like email, their website, their blog, their podcast, YouTube channel, um, social media, all those kinds of things. So that's what I do. Very good. So you started your company in 2019 as an immigrant to the United States, correct? That's right. You traveled to 21 different countries and speak three languages. On top of that, you're a geek at heart. That's true. <laughs> you like math, you like to code. So I'm, I'm really impressed. You know, and you're not that old. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of my listeners are immigrants with the dream to become an entrepreneur. How difficult was it for you to plan and launch your business here? So I already did the research. So I come from Germany, first of all. So I already did the research when I was still in Germany. And I looked at the requirements that you need to become a business owner. And uh, yeah, just started my business. Basically, I did it all online. You can do most things online when it comes to opening a business bank account. Obviously, you then have to travel to the United States and um, do that in person at the bank of your choice. So some things you still have to do in person. Uh, You have to get an international uh, taxpayer number and stuff like that at the IRS. So there's a couple of formalities that you just have to do. But then you can basically start your business and then uh, live in the United States. So you can't already start it while you're not there or you're started when you're already there. You can do that too. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just curious because we've had several people on as guests before talking about immigration to the U.S. and starting mm-hmm. business and the different visas and, you know, and things like that. So right. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> so for the audience's clarity, could you please explain what is a buyer persona? 
Right. A buyer persona is a semi-fictional representation of your ideal buyer, of your ideal customer. So you take all of the data that you have, all of the numbers, and you turn it into a profile, so to speak. So it reminds you that there's real people behind all of the clicks and paid views and likes and comments and number of subscribers, website visitors, all of that. And you remind yourself that there's real people behind it and you want to talk to them and yeah, resonate with them, speak to them and attract them to your business. It just helps you to personify your ideal customer and your target audience and make sure that all of your marketing is on point. And some of the data you get from like your analytics tools and the insights that you already have. And some you get from just making educated guesses from things that you know. And some you get by simply asking, reaching out, asking questions, and just collect all of the information that you can collect about the people who you want to reach and turn into customers for your business. Okay. Okay. One of the things that uh, I am very uh, adamant about with my clients is the customer experience and being able to put yourself in your customer's shoes so that you can meet their expectations at every touch point. Why is it considered important to focus on the buyer persona? It's important. So you always have one document that you can reference for whatever it is that you're trying to do. When you're trying to write an email, send out a newsletter campaign, you're, you want to post something on social media and you just don't know what to say. You take out your persona and then you immediately know what to say because you know how a typical day in that person's life looks like and what they like, where they like to shop, what they like to eat, what their personal goals are in life, how they measure success success and where they want to be in the future and just how you can help them solve all their problems that they have and uh, yeah, basically succeed in life and um, get where they want to be. It's all about, you know, when you help other people, you're helping yourself by doing that. You're growing your business by helping more people. That's how you have to look at it. And that's what your persona helps you with. So, and that's why it's also very important to have a detailed buyer persona and not just have those, you know, sometimes you see those templates online that you can download for free and it's literally just uh, name, age, location, some demographic information, whether they're single or not. And then that's basically the persona, <laughs> maybe some more bullet points, but you have to dig really, really deep and really get to know the person and collect so much more information than it's just so powerful. And when you want to outsource things, hire a copywriter, here's my buyer persona, uh, and then they can write directly to that person, you know, and imagine that person um, in front of them. When you hire a web designer, developers at your marketing agency, um, somebody who handles your advertising for you, whatever it may be, everything has to be customer centric. Maybe you're trying to outsource your customer support or, or whatever it may be. Everybody that's a stakeholder, also your sales team, they should um, have access to that buyer persona too. So it's really a powerful document that makes sure everything is aligned across your entire organization. Well, and this is where we were talking about where you need to get inside of your customer's head, you know, your ideal customer's head and trying to understand, you know, what their decision-making process is. What are their behavioral characteristics? And this is where you're saying that you need to get deeper into the persona of the individual rather than just the basic demographics such as age and, you know, and things like that. So 
a lot of business owners would think that more is better. Okay, when it comes to reaching customers, you know, the more almost like a, a, a shotgun theory, putting things out there and just capturing as much as you can. Why is it important for um, business owners to niche their customer persona, their their buyer persona? Yes. So a lot of people think that the more you niche it down, the more people you leave out. But that's actually not true because if you try to talk to everybody, you end up talking to nobody and nobody is going to you know, resonate with your message that you have to say. You want to niche it down. It's just a better use of your time, of your resources, of your budget, um, of your team, of all the capacities that you just have, especially as a small business owner or as a startup. So you want to be more efficient. You don't want to dilute your marketing power and you really want to laser focus on a small niche that you can, you know, be a player in, so to speak, you want to get that market share and you want to be known, you need to let people know that you're even out there, build a brand for yourself and have a presence there. And you can't do that if you're just a teeny tiny little goldfish in an entire ocean. (laughs) And, you know, competing with all of the large corporations that appeal to the broad public, uh, you just can't do that. And the more you niche down, the more you also touch the people that you want to reach. And they're like, wow, how did this person just get in my head right now? Like they're saying exactly what I need to hear. And they understand exactly where I am at in my life right now and what I'm trying to achieve and where I'm coming from, where I'm trying to go. They just get me as a person And you just need that connection and establish that connection to make it in business. So it's really important to niche down. No, and that's that, you know, I'm glad to hear you say that because of the fact that, you know, um, by expanding your reach, you're going to be spending more marketing dollars. As you said, you're diluting it because uh, when you niche your market, what you're doing is you're approaching those that have an interest in what you're selling whatever your offering is, rather than going after. And as they say, there's just 1% of the market that might be ready to buy now. Right. All right. And reaching those individuals is going to be, is going to require that laser focus in order to reach those. So you need to understand who your audience is. So that's, that's critical as far as that's concerned. So how do I get started in identifying what my buyer persona is. Yes. So think about what you want to achieve, why you've started your company and what problem you solve and what people you're trying to solve it for. Like who are those kinds of people that have that problem that your business solves? And then think about them um, and draw the first conclusions of what you know And also look at the tools that you may be already using. Most people are using Google Analytics. They have that installed on their website. So that's a great place to start. It gives you information about the location of your website visitors, about their demographics, uh, what your most popular pages or most visited pages are about. Uh, that are that they visit the most on your website, that gives you an idea of what the most important topics are, what they're the most interested in, 
the most burning questions that they have. Um, think about the phone calls that you're getting. What questions are people asking you over and over again, or maybe in your uh, brick and mortar physical store? What are people always asking you and what are the reasons that they buy what they want to buy? Why are they interested in that? Uh, and then look at that. You can also see your device type in your Google Analytics. So you see, hey, are they Apple users? Are they Apple fans? Or are they all Android users? Uh, and all of that, you can get so much information from that alone. Then you want to analyze your social media following and your audience there. Look at what they have in common, the pages that they like, uh, the things that they post about. You also want to engage with their content, right? Don't just talk at people and put your stuff out there, but never look what people are actually sharing and posting. And yeah, just what makes them tick, what they, what they like, what they share, all of that. And you collect that information. And then always get some customer feedback, right? And ask them questions too, like, hey, what made, you, what made you choose us? What made you go with us versus competitor X or, or whatever it might be? Um, look what's most important to them and focus on that. Make that your unique value proposition and build your business around that. And then over time, you collect more and more information. It should all be validated and, you know, it should all be, things that you can see from the data. You should only make data-driven decisions and not just make things up from the top of your head. You could be completely wrong there and go in the uh, completely wrong direction. So yeah, make sure it's validated. And over time, your buyer persona is not a set it and forget it thing. You always add to it as you get more information and you reference it over and over again in your business too. So you reference your buyer persona with really almost anything that you do in your business and your marketing and your sales, because you want to know how you can resonate with your target customers in the best possible way. So that's how you start getting all of that and, and information and collecting it over time. And if you're just starting out, you don't even know who your ideal buyer is yet. Yet, like you do all the testing and you see who you attract and then you see some similarities. You see, oh, maybe that uh, type of person spends so much more money with me than that type of person. And they have a higher customer lifetime value. You just start to see some similarities, then you want to focus on that type of person more and make that your primary buyer persona. You can always have more buyer personas, but those might not be your main focus. You can also think of it as like, um, you know, this target when you're going shooting at the shooting range or you're playing darts, the middle, the center, that is your ideal customer, your buyer persona, but you're still going to attract the people in the circles around it that are similar to it. So you're not even really completely excluding everybody else. You're still attracting them, but you're focusing on the perfect person for your business, that ideal person that has everything that you want them to have. Very good. Very good. An another thing that we can probably include in how you can collect or determine what your um, ideal per buyer persona is, is look at your competitors. Look at who they are going after. Who are their customers? And that'll help as well, right? Yes, that'll help as well. And ideally, you would not go for the same person and you find your ideal market niche. That's a very good point. That's also a great way to differentiate yourself. Like, let's say you're an outdoor apparel brand 
they might already position themselves as the rugged outdoor apparel brand. And they're trying to find those people, you know, that are a little bit more rugged, they're nature lovers, whatever. And then you could be a more exclusive um, high-end brand, maybe that goes for a completely different person. And then you have your own unique messaging and targeting and marketing and a completely different design. And you speak in a different brand language and brand tone, and you just position yourself completely different and you still have enough customers out there and enough market share that you can capture and succeed in your business and grow your business that way. So that's what it's all about. And definitely take into account what your competitors are doing. Right, right. So what type of information should I be gathering? Yes. So you want to start with the basics like age ranges, uh, relationship status, culture, demeanor, demographics, what social networks they hang out on. Um, Look at the report line when you're in B2B. Um, Look at the buying center, who's the decision maker, who's the user, who's an influencer, who has a right to veto when it comes to making a buying decision. You want to look at the types of communication um, that they use and that they prefer. Do they prefer talking on the phone with someone or communicating via email or via chat? All of that is relevant. Look at the softwares that they use in their daily lives. Um, look at how things integrate with one another and where they might have problems, um, what they do in their daily lives, and then also their vision, their mission, where they want to be, what are their personal goals. Um, what means, what does success mean to them in life? Where do they want to be? How do they measure success? Uh, what do they spend most of their time doing at work and also when they're not working? And just how does their life look like? Do they have kids? Do they have a family? What's their, you know, whole focus in life, their aspirations? And then also go into the pain points, the problems, the struggles, the objections that people might bring up. Um, and all of that, look at what, what you do better than your competitors and just help them get where they want to be. And you should know where they want to be and everything around that as well. So that is the most important information that you can collect. And then you can really go deep into what the person likes, you know, what type of cuisine do they like to eat and things like that? Where, where do they like to shop? What are their favorite brands when it comes to fashion, when it comes to uh, really anything, um, music, what what kind of taste in music do they have? What's the, what type of apps are they checking the most on their phone uh, and things like that. So yeah, I really get to know, get to know the people as good as you, uh, yeah, as good as you can. Yeah. Well, one of the things you had talked about earlier was one of the ways of gathering this information is just to ask people, but yeah. you know, some, some business owners might think it's kind of rude to be going and just asking all this personal information. You know, and my thoughts are, you don't necessarily have to ask specific, just start a conversation. Just exactly. Start a conversation and, and, and kind of, you know, work around it that way. I know when I, uh, when I meet with potential new clients or whatever, we'll sit down over lunch or something like that and just talk and I pick up on things, you know, and that's exactly. pretty much what you're talking about, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So you don't want to be in an, like an interrogator in court <laughs> and just fire all of those questions and ask them like that. That would be rude. Yeah, that's true. But you yeah, just want right. to engage in a natural conversation. You know, chances are 
Uh, you know, before your actual meetings start, you always have a couple of minutes where you can engage in small talk and just get some information and just listen. Um, and every phone call that you have before or after every sales conversation that you have, you can ask a couple of questions, get to know the person better. You might also call them up simply for that purpose and make it very clear that you just care as a person about them. You're not calling to sell them anything and you have, you know, no hidden agenda or anything that you want from them other than their honest feedback and getting to know them better as a person, their honest opinion about how they experience your service or how they like your product. Um, not a lot of people do that. And most people really feel flattered when they realize that their opinion matters and their input matters and that it's important to you. And customer experience is also a great differentiator, especially for small businesses, because chances are a lot of other businesses offer what you offer, but nobody can't be you and nobody can offer the same experience as you can offer. So that's a great um, UVP or USP, especially for small businesses and startups to really focus on the experience and make your customers feel that they matter. And yeah, what they have to say is important to you and you take it seriously and you implement it in your business. Very good, very good. So where do I find these people? Yeah, you you call them up. You have to collect your customer information. Maybe you already have a CRM system, a customer relationship management system, or you have it in a spreadsheet somewhere. No matter how you handle um, your business, you should have your customer information and you know, know their name, their email address, uh, which products they've bought from you, what you, which services they've uh, bought from you, what are the intervals, how many times do they come back, uh, what you know, complimentary products or services can you offer to them? So you should have a record also about their whole activity, their engagement, how they interact with your website, how they interact with you on social. Uh, do they open your emails? Uh, you know, just collect information about them. Ideally, you would have a CRM where you do all of that and you collect all of that information. Um, when for, for those of you that are listening that don't know what a CRM, it's a customer relationship management platform um, like Insightly or uh, what is it, Salesforce or something like that. So just yes. so that you know. Okay. What are some buyer persona examples? Yeah. An example would be, let's say you sell plants. Um, a person who lives in an apartment in a city and they're just interested in decorative plans is completely different from a person that maybe wants to plant their own fruits and vegetables to eat and they're interested in that and they're not at all interested in decorative plants and it's just a completely different person with a completely different personality or uh, for a gym a person that goes to the gym to uh, stay fit and healthy and feel younger is different from a guy that goes to the gym to just you know build up the biggest uh, muscles possible and become a womanizer or whatever it's completely different from that right so people use the same products or the same services for completely different reasons. They have different motives, <laughs> different motivations behind that. And you want to cater to the specific motivations of that just one very specific person. 
and that will be your buyer persona. So as you know, a gym owner, you could go after that guy that is interested in hitting on uh, women and, you know, being more successful in that. And that's why they want to build their body. Or let's say a woman in her mid 30s, 40s, and she just wants to feel better, be more healthy, she might, you know, be more interested in yoga or uh, whatever than, you know, bodybuilding and building muscle and things like that. So you would adjust your messaging, your marketing, your communication, everything what you post on social media, the, the images that you use on your website, even um, how you write your emails, how you approach people, start a conversation when you're at a trade show or, or an event or whatever, everything that you do um, ha- needs to be adjusted and needs to be tailored to that one specific person. Uh, there's so many examples for a realtor, for example, a first time home buyer is completely different to a person who wants to buy a vacation home and they already have the home that they live in or a real estate investor. They're just looking for investment properties, completely uh, different again, right? So yeah, there's so, so, so many, (laughs) so many different people that use the same service of the same professional, buy the same products, but they have, they have a completely different background and they're just different people. And you want to pick one and find that one person for you. Okay. We're getting close to the end of our, our podcast, this episode. This can, you know, this basically is going to conclude the Charged Up Studio episode. So I want to thank you for taking time out, uh, you know, to join us on this episode. Do me a favor. Can you tell me, is there any last minute advice you can give our listeners? Always listen actively. Social listening is a big thing. Uh, The key is to not just talk at people, but engage with people and be social and use every opportunity that you possibly can to get that information and those insights and, you know, actually consciously realize them and write them down, uh, collect that information somewhere. There's so much valuable information everywhere uh, that you look at once you open your eyes to it, and then you can really nail your marketing and your buyer personas and, you know, just hit the nail on the head. You'll be so, so, so much more successful and really resonate with the people that you want to attract. Oh, very good. Very good. Can you tell our listeners how they can reach you? Should they want more information? Sure. Uh, you can go to our website that is dragon-digital-marketing.com. There you can find more information about our digital marketing agency. You'll find tons of free templates and value-added guides, checklists, a free branding courses on there. Uh, we also have a free buyer persona template that you can download, and it's very detailed and comprehensive. Um, so you already have a set of questions right there that you can ask yourself and your customers Um, It's basically a PDF with form fields, so you can type right in there and then save it, have it all in one handy document and share it with your um, entire organization and many, many more things. So there's a lot of content on there. Uh, Go to the website. We also have a podcast that's called the Dragon Digital Marketing Podcast. Uh, And yeah, just reach out and connect. We're also on social. You find the social links on the website, too. Oh, well, thank you, Mindy. So once again, this is Dana Oliva with Charged Up Studio, and we'll be back again next week with another exciting guest speaker and topic. And until next week, have a successful Charged Up week. And you can always reach us at info at chargedupstudio.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and contribute to our platform on Patreon. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.